Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Hughes 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. So. We're back! We're back! How was your turkey day? Included uh, driving seven and a half hours to Minneapolis, uh-huh. not seeing my brother-in-law because he had COVID, uh-huh. uh, eating and playing games, and then driving seven hours home. Uh-huh. How about you? Uh, didn't do any of that. Nobody got COVID, and my turkey was fabulous, like every year. It was great. I'm still going to be eating it because we got a 16-pounder. And I'll be eating that until uh, did, Easter, did, maybe? Didn't you give away, like, leftovers to people? I did not. Nobody wanted the turkey. Uh, I did not offer either well, <laughs> because I'm greedy about that. <laughs> My turkey. Oh, mine. Wow. I am the lord of the turkey. Okay. And it's all for me. Okay. Turkey sandwiches for the Betsy. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. I think they really only last like four or five days after Thanksgiving. No, not true. If you freeze them, you can get them going for quite some time. Oh, if you freeze them. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's where that comes in. Gross. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Turkey for the rest of the year. (laughs) Well, there's not that many weeks left of the year. That is true. We are are coming up on the end, uh, which means we are coming up into another holiday season because that's where it was going. Uh, But before we get into any of that, uh, who are you? Me, Kate. Uh, Me, Betsy. And this is Fuse 8 and Kate. And we talk about turkey. Yeah, we do talk a lot about turkey. My favorite subject. But beyond turkey, what are we talking about? Children's picture books. That's right. And if they are good or turkey, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually pretty. That's pretty accurate, actually. I would have to stand by that. So I wasn't going to bring a holiday book of any sort today. I was like, you know what? I'm aware that this this episode will air in December, and yeah. we only have so many weeks, but I, I'm going to do, you know, I'm just going to take advantage of this. I'm, I'm not going to. And then I realized that I had in my possession a book that does not at first seem to be a Christmas book, but I think is most definitely a Christmas book. This is another case of a book that got a reprint this year because it was in its anniversary. And I'm going to be comparing two books again, aren't no, I? No, you're only doing one because it was only one book. So they brought back the same book. No new illustrations. Oh, okay. This is more like the uh, the Ms. Mouse type situation. You know, the architecture book we did literally oh, like two yeah. weeks ago. You didn't say the full title, so I didn't know what you... Because I couldn't remember the full title. <laughs> Need a house called Ms. Mouse. There okay, you go. I remember it now. Yeah. Okay, there you go. You'll be able to remember this title far more easily. Are you ready? Okay. There we go. The Mushroom Man. Bye. The Mushroom Man. The Mushroom do, Man. Do you know the Mushroom Man? The, the Mushroom, mushroom man. man. The Mushroom um, Man. Written by Ethel. Hmm. We're going to go with Pochaki. Sure. Illustrated by <laughs> Barry Moser. There you go. Barry's got a much easier to pronounce name, I have to admit. Uh, yeah, this is the 30th anniversary edition. It is coming out with Tilbury House. Came out this year. Uh, why don't you read this book? Okay. Okay. 
while Kate does her read, let's learn a little bit about Barry Moser. Barry Moser. Uh, we have never done a Barry Moser book on this podcast. We came close around Halloween, but the book I wanted to do was 19 years old. So it's nice to do Barry in another way. Now, he's an American visual artist, an educator. He's a printmaker. He specializes in wood engravings, uh, illustrations of that sort. And he's the owner and operator of the Penny Royal Press, which is an engraving small book publisher that was founded in 1970. I don't know if it still exists, but he does still credit it on his website. So I'm going to assume that it does. The reason I sort of know this press was that he did a lot of rather large, well, some of them were large, but he did these illustrations for books in the public domain. So he did Alice's Adventures in Wonderland in 1982. Uh, this was followed up with Through the Looking Glass. Then he did Frankenstein. He did uh, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. I've never seen that one. He did The Wonderful Wizard of Oz in 1985. That one is a lot of fun because he does tend to turn actual figures into people in his book. So I have heard, I do not have confirmation on this, so this could be all hearsay and conjecture, but I have heard that the Wicked Witch of the West in that book is, in fact, Nancy Reagan. Uh, he also did the King James Bible because, you know, apparently he had the time. According to Wikipedia, the first children's book he did was Virginia Hamilton's In the Beginning Creation Stories in 1988. I'm not so sure that's true. Uh, I feel like they left a lot of things out of his Wikipedia entry. For one thing, they did not mention that he did The Mushroom Man. Poor shame. Do you know The Mushroom Man? The oh. Mushroom Man? The oh. Mushroom Man? We will get to that song. You know because it kind of fits in this book. It really does. Kind of. No one knows The Mushroom Man. The Mushroom Man. The Mushroom Man. It's true. This is such a weird book. Yeah. I feel like right? this is a good cult classic. It must be because somehow it inexplicably came back into print. And I had never heard of this book. Which I'm all for. Oh, yeah. I'm all yeah, for yeah, the yeah. weirdness. Bring oh. on more weird books, people. <laughs> I, that's what I say. I think this has a small it's but weird. passionate group of people who love it. It's weird, but it has heart. Exactly. And that's what you need. Exactly. And we'll this debate whether or not season, it's actually a holiday book. But yeah. Em embrace weird with heart. Because <laughs> that's what like the holidays... Like a fuzzy crumpus. That's yeah. what the holidays are all about. Exactly. Okay, so it starts off with two... Full pages of front matter? Right, yeah. And you would not read those to a child. You would not. No. They but, have nothing to do with the story. But I read them. Oh, good for you. Well, uh, you are an adult. By, the intended audience, in this case. It's, yeah. it's written by the illustrator talking about the author. Right. And with whom he was buds, I take it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they met on this first book, and then they blossomed into a wonderful friendship. Um, so. Apparently, the writer was a, and I had never heard this word before, and I iconoclast i've heard the word iconoclast uh, i am sometimes fuzzy on the definition a person who attacks cherished beliefs or institutions <laughs> like all good picture book creators do <laughs> exactly but she also had seven cats and once said she hadn't quote the foggiest idea why god made me this way slightly off kilter and thinking most things slash weird situations slash impossible situations are funny 
<laughs> she sounds like a character. She does. The, and I can sort of see that in this book a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. The illustrator yeah. said that she was sassy, funny, unorthodox, yet shy. Man. Which I can see that in this book. Yeah. All those, oh, all she those was things. The mu- oh, she was the mushroom man. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's good. That's a good definition. So, speaking of the Mushroom Man, let's dive in. Sure. Which, at first, I, you know, the, it starts off with a two-page-ish, there's a margin, but there's a spread, and you know what this reminded me of? What does that remind you of? Uh, blueberries for Sal, but he's he's grown up. <laughs> she, oh, first of all. She, Sal was a she. Well, yes. maybe she transitioned. Well, maybe she did. I don't know. Just the looking oh, in. kind of gloomy if that's the well, case. Well, it's the color scheme, I think. Yeah. Kind of the dark blue. Well, <laughs> if you want to, you can purchase this very painting for, for 5K. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. You'd have to really love this book for 5K. If you would prefer... Uh, there is another piece of art that is for sale on his site, uh, which is a mere 2500 so, And I wouldn't have chosen yeah. either of no! the illustrations for I sale. I have to assume all the other ones sold. Ah. Uh, um, and that these are just the only two left. So because the, the crappy ones. <laughs> I mean, if you know someone who raises their own mushrooms, that would be a great gift. You have yeah. to admit. It would be fantastic. Well, and the illustrations are beautiful, mind you. They, they are. are. They are very realistic. Uh, and they're very well done. Yeah. But the two that are for sale, I would not recommend no, buying. <laughs> no, unless you guys want to get me a present, in which case, go for it. I say for all $5, power to $5,000? Yeah, maybe they love me a lot, Kate. You don't know. <laughs> well, we meet the Mushroom Man, uh, and by that I mean he works on a mushroom farm uh, at night. You know, he, he works the night shift because uh that's well, mushrooms grow in the dark yep so there you go. yep yep and he's, mushrooms he, he's by himself and he's kind of funny looking and that's what he does and kids are kind of afraid of him the meanest looking children ever painted and in a book these are nasty kids and they sing this song to him which i i read it in my head as to the tune oh, of oh, oh, oh sing it then Watch out for the mushroom man, the mushroom man, the mushroom man. He'll eat you up in a frying pan, fast as he can, fast as he can. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. awful. It's terrible. They're very mean children. But it rhymes. It does. You know, so, and you know, kids are good at playground rhymes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which the parents, you know, uh, wait until the kids finish the song before telling them to come inside. And right. Not torment the poor man who's just trying to live his life. Yeah, they're terrible people as well. There's, this is a town full of terrible people. But again, the illustrations very realistic. Oh yeah, very good. Weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> weird. Yeah, they're weird looking kids too. Yeah. But uh, you know the mushroom man because he doesn't have a name, so we're, that's what we're just gonna call. We're him. just gonna call him MM. Sure. Yeah. 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 We'll call him M M&M. and M. That's cool, right? <laughs> He's a lot like so. Marshall well. Mathers works in a. Uh, <laughs> no, so he, you know, he does. He tries not to be offended by you know when kids make fun of him, but you know because he does have a cheerful disposition. But sometimes you know it can, it can get to him because he's lonely. Yeah, he's That's, a lonely guy. Loneliness can kill. He lives in a basement apartment by himself. When he gets home from work, he just. You know, he'll sometimes make a sandwich if the weather allows, and he'll go to the riverbank, and he'll sit on a bench and eat his peanut butter and marshmallow fluff sandwich. That sounds like the worst sandwich in the world. But I, I don't mean to be judging, but that is awful. That is awful. Well, I do like, though, that the, I mean, you got you got to appreciate a weird writer, because they say that 
Um, sometimes he tries to offer parts of his sandwich to the squirrels. <laughs> it says, which they would politely decline. <laughs> no, no, please. I've had uh, enough already. Yes. I, I ate before. Yes. But then, uh, you know, he, he decides, well, maybe I should get a pet, but, but not a squirrel because they would be too <laughs> nervous to listen to poetry. <laughs> Just a, I'm just imagining someone attempting to read poetry to a squirrel. The squirrel, uh, you know, they're I'm not sh- going to That's go what for YouTube it. is for. That's that a, is. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure there's a video. Someone has done it. Yep. yep. Uh, so he decides, well, you know, not a dog. You know, he, he's had some bad experiences with dogs. So he tries, well, maybe, maybe a cat. When, sure enough, a cat walks up to him. A very beautiful, creamy white cat. Uh, She's a pretty cat. Who in the illustration is wearing a collar? Yeah, which that's makes a little me suspicious think there, that yeah. the cat is owned by someone. She, that yeah, cats don't grow collars. Yeah, yeah, but um, she, you know, she's very beautiful, and he looks over at the cat, and and she like jumps right up on him and puts her paws on his chest, and he asks the cat, "Would you like to come home with me?" And she says, "Yes." Which I was like, "Oh, we got a talking cat now." Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, you know, cats talk. Sure. Yep. This is essentially the rose from the little prince, I'm just going to say, personality-wise. Anyway. Okay. Well, and these are the most, I mean, the, when you first meet the cat, it is the most realistic illustration oh, no, that of a cat, a, that is a cat that I have seen in a children's picture book that yeah. you've given me. No, that, this guy Number does one realism. cat, right here. Number one cat. <laughs> two, <laughs> ten out of ten stars for the realism of this cat. Look yep. at the second picture of the cat's also incredibly realistic. Yeah, she yeah. has slightly uh, crossed eyes, which I appreciate. Yes, she does. Uh, and he names her Beatrice. Mm-hmm. But after a while, you know, she's she, when you bring an outdoor cat inside, they're she, not happy. She's not meant to be an indoor cat. I feel like for herself, she has a good attitude. She's sort of like, I'm not happy here. Probably it's best to cut this off a little early in the relationship so it doesn't go too far. <laughs> yes, now, you know. yeah, I now I understand why she's a white cat is because she's gonna ghost him. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, she does. Yes. So she says, "I was born to wander," and so. One night when they are out and about in the park, she just walks she away. Just takes off. <laughs> You're right. She, she ghosts him. him. She totally ghosted him. And and I feel so bad for him because I know. he he doesn't know what he did wrong. He's trying to find her and, and don't 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 get too into the relationship, buddy. He's heartbroken that he just lost his one friend. He did. He should really go to a shelter or something and get a cat. Oh well, now he. He's sitting on this park bench by himself at night with no cat. No cat, no nothing. When he hears a plowing in the ground, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, it is a mole, 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 mole. <laughs> mole, mole. A, a guacamole. Yep. That's a very realistic mole, too, at okay. this point. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, the illustrations are so realistic, it reminded me of how much I hate moles. <laughs> oh, have you ever seen one live? Uh, I've never seen a real mole. They're gross. I, yeah, they they're would gross. be, right? Well, they're they gross. Have, like, they look like this, and they're gross. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but apparently, they're emotional beings. Well, and they have uh, very deep emotions, as I understand. Very deep, yeah. because uh, the mushroom man decides to take up a conversation with this mole, and the mole isn't very trusting of the man, because apparently the mole lost his family in a flood in which his entire family uh, got trapped and made into muffs. Muffs? A mole muff? Which is disgusting. 
That's <laughs> disgusting. Um, but apparently, You're like a rat muff, right? That, yeah. Oh, ugh, oh, which apparently happened to this mole's family. You know, the mole tells him, you know, look, I'm, I'm, I have issues <laughs> with you. Yeah. And he's like, well, look, you could just, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm a man of my word. I'm not going to hurt you. You can just sit over there by that clump of irises. You know, I, I couldn't reach you if I tried. And the mole's like, don't you know anything about moles? <laughs> we are blind. We're blind. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. And he's just trying to make friends with a mole. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a it's a mole with baggage. <laughs> and yeah. this is kind of the first time you get a sense of what the old man's face looked yeah, like. Yeah, it's funny how they've avoided it until now. You, you Even now, of... it's in the shad like the the. The light from the moon is sort of lighting it, but you still have a lot of shadows. You kind of saw it earlier when he's in bed with yeah, the cat, but it yeah. was kind of up his nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got kind of a, a lumpy face. Yeah. yeah, it's not. He's not ugly. He's not ugly. He's just not. He's you know he's not going to be people's sexiest man of the year. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Hey, he's a man who is who talks to moles. All right, he so talks to moles. <laughs> he works with mushrooms. Talks to moles. And uh, and you know the mole decides to trust him. And, uh, and so, you know, they, once the mole learns that the mushroom man works with mushrooms, uh, he decides to show him to a tree that grows truffles nearby. Oh, Lord. That's a good get. Which, I guess. So the mushroom man, uh, takes those truffles and decides to invite the mole back to his place for dinner it's like you do and the mole is like all right well i guess i'll try trusting you and it's a good thing he does because they go back to the old man's basement apartment Who apparently has doll furniture no he's been keeping around no what he not? does it's what? brilliant the illustrator took a friskies empty cat food can oh. flipped it upside down and made that as like the table for the I mole see. isn't that clever that's very clever because now the cat's not coming back you might as well use that exactly yeah. what you're talking about. so the mole is uh trusting of the mushroom man they eat a delicious dinner they sit by a artificial fire which uh crackles quite real uh, realistically, <laughs> oh well, the mole I can't lie. tell, but he thinks it sounds real. Well, there you go. And uh, and then they agree to meet for uh, the next evening for dinner, and it's a good thing that they do because they grow this beautiful friendship. <laughs> but the illustration shows like, okay, the mushroom man goes off to work at night, uh, and the mole decides to clean up around the house. Mm-hmm. He makes, you know, meals and He's whatnot. He's doing a bit of a ratatouille here. This he, is very ratatouille. He is, but here's what's interesting. Okay. We see two brands in this illustration. So we already saw Friskies. Oh, yeah. Now we see Dole, because there's ah! a Dole Raisins ah! tin. Oh, that's funny. There's also Crisco, which well, is I'll a brand. So, wow. Next that's to the marshmallow fluff. And the fluff, which is apparently done by the Fluff Corporation. Right. Yeah. So, uh, brands... Huh. Yeah, they're rare. Um, apparently, Moser just don't care. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I, I did not notice them at all when I read it the first time. So, yeah. yeah. Shower prize fine. Yeah. So, now I understand why this is a Christmas book, because now it is Christmas time. Right. They have trimmed a small fir tree, uh, and they have given gifts to each other. Now, the mole gives the mushroom man three things. A pair of sunglasses with sparkly red rims. A... <laughs> single vanilla bean and a poem that he wrote about moon shadows dancing on the snow (laughs) 
Well, most all had a lot like of money. You do. Like I, you do. I don't know how he wrote it, because unless you know. it was in Braille. Well, uh, maybe, maybe he touched, you knew how to touch type. Who knows? I, I don't know. I, but the mushroom man decides to give the mole a tin of worms, uh, two pairs of green wool slipper socks, uh, you know, two, a pair for the right, feet a pair. and a pair yeah. for the hands. Oh, I see. And, and a music box that plays You Are My Sunshine. Aww. Now, you look at this illustration of the mushroom man and the mole just chilling together. They are totally chilling. He's wearing the sun- sparkly sunglasses. He looks like a bald Elton John. <laughs> He's like, if Elton John needed old man backup dancers, <laughs> it would be... It would be the first man I would call. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a... I do wonder if he was modeled on an actual dude. Um, Moser is very good at replicating actual people in his art, so I don't know. Maybe. But, maybe. Uh, but they sit by the fire sipping spiced cider and realize the best gift of all was having a friend at the end. And then you get to three pages oh, yeah. of uh, back matter a on the thing. illustrator. Yep. And I didn't read it because I don't fine. care. You don't, you don't <laughs> need to because I would have taken up the rest of the night and it's late enough as it is. So, yep. yeah. Uh, yeah, so as I mentioned, if you want to, you can go to Barry Moser's website. You can buy some of this art if you want to. Uh, I do wonder if more people are looking at it now that this book has been republished, but... It's been republished from a very small publishing house. I don't know that many people know about this republication, though it did get a whole bunch of blurbs on the back. I wonder if they uh, solicited those in some way. Ratings time! I like the weird illustrations, yeah. the weird unsuspecting friendship between the two, the weird gifts, the weird everything. <laughs> yep, it's just a weirdo weird book. Yep. Uh, would I call this a Christmas book? No. I don't know. It's a Christmas book in the same way that... Um, uh, Meet Me in St. Louis is a Christmas movie. Yeah, this is more about friendship than the holiday. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but it's got it in there. Uh, but I like how quirky the book is, which kind of makes up for the sweet but super boring ending. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got sparkly sunglasses out of it. it, it it's a different... It's a different kind of friendship that you would expect, but it's very satisfying. Um, I would give this a 6.75. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, yeah I like it very much. I thought... I was, you know, blown away is a bit much. I wasn't, like, blown away by it. It's a boring ending. Right. But, you know, I never heard of this book, and I am as much of a snob as I can be. So I was like, well, if I haven't heard of it, it can't be much. And then I found it was just delightful. And I was like, oh, this is a great, fun book. Wish I had kids the right age to read it to. I don't really anymore, but that's okay. I like this book. I want to keep this book. So I had just held on to this for myself. Uh, when it occurred to me, wait a minute, this is the 30th anniversary edition. I should bring it in for us to talk about. Um, I'm a little higher than you. I'm a seven, uh, but uh, I like it very, very much. Well, with our scores combined, it's over five, so it's definitely a classic. Definitely a classic. All right, letters time. Ooh. If you will recall, we did Stone Soup yes. uh, not that long ago. That was our Thanksgiving book. Right. So first, our Aunt Judy wrote to us mm-hmm. and said, um, FYI. The first name of the tennis player you mentioned recently on the Fuse, Eight, and Kate podcast is pronounced Ivan, not Ivan. Ivan Lendl was pretty much before your time, but he and John McEnroe battled each other for many a trophy back in the day. I don't recall why we talked about a tennis player, but I have no doubt that we mentioned it on the podcast in some way. No idea. Okay. (laughs) This one is a little more, I understand this one more. Remember those bagpipes? Yes. That we saw and we were kind of baffled. So uh, mom wrote in. (laughs) 
We got all the hits coming today. <laughs> Is it just our I have, family? No, that I wrote have it? other people too. I have other people. She says, "Excellent podcast." Just for the record, nearly every country in the world has bagpipes, and wooden shoes that keep your feet dry in mud and wet are pretty common too. In France, they call them sabots. And throwing one into a machine you wanted to ruin is where the word sabotage comes from. Oh. Useless facts are us. <laughs> All right. Um, other people have wrote about the bagpipes. Uh, Andy Lattes, who uh, used to own a bookstore in Manhattan, was like, well, maybe the references to the Celtic part of Spain. They have their own bagpipes. Maybe. And then uh, Elizabeth Halberstadt said, the DeGrumman Children's Literature Collection at the University of Southern Mississippi holds Marsha Brown's papers. I think you might find the answer there. Here's a link to the catalog entry. And then she sent me the link, which I can put in the show notes if okay. people are interested. Yeah. Sure. So we don't have a definitive answer, but uh, we have some answers. Well, actually, on Instagram, Ursula Murray Husted, she illustrated mm. us as cats. She did. Uh, and we put them on stickers, and we, we gave did. them out at ALA. We did. If you didn't get a sticker... You should have seen us at ALA. Yeah, true. We <laughs> but, left. But she, yeah, but she, yeah. she wrote to us on Instagram and she said it looks like a, and I'm going to butcher this, but it looks like Dodelzak, D-O-E-D-E-L-Z-A-K. I'd say you're close. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there are, she said there are lots of global bagpipe variations as well. I didn't know this. How come only the Scottish version and slash sometimes the Irish version is the kind we ever hear about? Because we are Scottish and Irish. Ah. <laughs> but how about the other, how come the other ones don't walk down uh, the Chicago parade every? I guess because it's the St. Patrick's Day parade. Yeah, Moving on, grown up things we like. Uh, okay, mine's a little controversial. Oh, great. Which, Book banning's great. Go on. <laughs> well, mine is controversial because of the author. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. But my grown-up thing is the new Robert Galbraith book, The Running Grave. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's the seventh book in the uh. Cormoran Strike Detective series. Here's a question for you. Is it possible to like the art but hate the artist? I mean, that's been the eternal question for quite some time, has it not? That's Because yeah. that's how I feel about J.K. Rowling, mm-hmm. who who yeah. is, that's her surname, is mm-hmm. Robert Galbraith. Um, but Maybe you can pretend you don't know that Robert Galbraith is J.K. Rowling. I wish I could. You just separate the two and be like, no, this is by a dude. But here's what people can do. They can, instead of buying the book, they could just check out the book from their library. Precisely. This is why I buy them, people. For yeah. you, so you don't have to. And she knows how to write a really strong protagonist. This this book is quite long. It's almost a thousand pages. Oh, yeah, I know. It's a chunk of, chunk of book. But it's worth it. It's so good. I got my husband to listen to the audiobook when we went to Minnesota and back, and he's immediately hooked. Um... The book is about the detective and his partner trying to take down a cult, which sounds very similar to Scientology. Indeed. So if you want a really good detective series, I highly recommend the Cormoran Strike book uh, series. Or you can watch, there's actually a TV show called CB Strike mm-hmm. uh, that's on multiple streaming services. Oh, I had no idea they filmed it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, mine's a grown-up thing we like in the sense that a grown-up is making it and that grown-up is me, uh, and I like it, but it's... <laughs> is it's, it controversial? It's not even slightly controversial. We can make so. it controversial. Sure. It's going to be all racist books as far... No. <laughs> this is my 31 days, 31 less. So every single day in December, 
I release a list of the 2023 children's books in some way. Uh, a board book list one day, another day a poetry for kids list, another day it'd be like good read aloud picture books list. And I do 31 of them. I do one literally every single day on the nosy at midnight. They come right up. Is there 31 racist books of the uh, year? Yeah, no, I have not encountered many racist books this year. How strange is that? Hmm. Very strange. I'm not going to say zero. I'm just going to say not 31. Not 31. Not 31. That you're aware of. That I am aware of. But I'm sure we can People, if you want to write old, in your racist books. Tell me the racist books you read for kids published in 2023, and I will be fascinated. My hmm. goodness. Anyway, it started on December 1st. Uh, it's going to go through the 31st, so check it out, I people. think you should have a list of 31 controversial books. Like, but published in 2023? Sure. But that's very small. If people are like banning stuff, they're doing the old stuff. Nobody's doing like a new book that just came out. Uh, though I will say, I just read, I'm not going to name names, but there was a graphic novel for kids I read today that <laughs> gets away with murder. It warns kids, it's historical. And it's talking about World War One and saying these guys, you know, they smoke and they drink. And then you have two of the characters immediately smoking cigars and drinking alcohol on the front page. And then I'll just say there is a name of a guy who invented a... Uh, a plane, and you know that movie, Meet the, um, Meet the, f oh, with Ben Stiller? That's his name, and it is said repeatedly in this book, over and over and over and over and over, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it is, wow. Wow. So, I could do books like that. Oh, sure. Books that probably will get banned. There you go. I could do a books that probably could get banned list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fun. And then Moms for Liberty can read that and be like, great, check them out. There our you list. go. Bing, just, bing, bing, bing. Just yeah. do a list that would piss them off. <laughs> well, no, they'd use it as a guide and then take it and ban those books. No. Using, yeah, see, no, that's Maybe don't do that. that, though. Yeah, maybe I won't do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, and. I think, uh, let's see. I'm going to have to find you a Hanukkah book. Yes. Oh, Hanukkah God. book is next. Yay! So hard. It's so hard. We've done all the big, big, big ones. I'm going to have to find. Okay, folks, I need your help. Come on. Tell me. Tell me the Hanukkah. Tell me what you got. Because, boy. Classic Hanukkah books. Classic Hanukkah book we haven't done already. And, baby, we've done a lot. So, show me what you got. I can't wait. Oh, all right. Well, until I figure out one. I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram, Threads, and Blue Sky at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our Atienza man is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate, Atienza, and Betsy Bird.